Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Internet Friends, a podcast where two friends who met on the Internet uh, talk about life. I'm your host, Colleen Nielsen. And I'm the other one, Charlotte Turner. And uh, we're back with our second episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the first one. Um, And let's just crack into it. So should we start off with our what you're watching, listening to, reading? Yeah, I think we should. I actually really enjoyed that last week because um, we got to have some good banter about friends, which I have actually since finished. So, oh, you're done. Yeah. What did you think of the finale? I thought it was good. Um, I kind of mentioned last week that I was a little bit sad that Rachel was going to end up with Ross. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit sad about it, but it was a cute ending. So I'm not as mad about it as I thought I would be. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But it's good. I've now moved on to watching um, How I Met Your Mother again with the flatmates. So that's been kind of nice to revisit. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. So it's been quite fun to watch again. Nice. Yeah. I have been watching. So I have this obsession with this YouTube channel called Three Birds Renovations. And yeah. they're these three Australian women who renovate houses. And they their interior style is just so gorgeous. And they haven't had a project um, in a few, like since earlier this year. And I've just been missing it so much. And they just started a new house project. So every Monday they're releasing a new episode on their YouTube channel, House 12. And this is, I think, going to be my favorite one yet, just based off of like what I've seen already. It's the closest, I think, to my aesthetic that I've seen them do so far. Hmm. And that always excites me. So I've been very, very happy about that. They're Australian, right? Yeah, they're they're Aussie. They're yeah. from um, Sydney. Yeah, I was about to say they can't be from Melbourne because I think Melbourne's still in lockdown. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they talk about COVID in it a little bit. Um, but obviously like when you do a house renovation, sometimes projects can take like a year long to prep Mm. for. So they're filming over a large span of time. And I think this house was done back in like March, April time. And then they, and then they're just kind of releasing it now, the videos. Well, that's kind of cool. It means that they finished it before the worst of it kind of hit in Oz by the sound of things anyway. So that's good, I suppose. Yeah. From what I see, I'm not sure. I might be Mm. wrong, but we'll see kind of, or they might have had a pause. They've only released the first episode, so they haven't totally gone into it yet. I really need to watch that because I love house Bruno stuff or just house stuff in general. (sighs) If I won the lottery tomorrow, I would flip houses for a living. Yeah, that's <laughs> same. <laughs> I love I love anything to do with home renos. You, you should definitely watch them. They've got like, yeah, this is house 12. So they have, I think, house four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 on their YouTube channel. And it's usually like an eight part series and from different rooms in their house. And it's just so good. And they're funny. And it's like, ugh, I, I'm obsessed. Yeah, it sounds like it's right up my alley for sure. Um Jumping into reading, we're both reading the same thing at the moment. Yeah, we're both reading American Dirt by, what's her name? Janine Cummins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just yeah, turned Janine around Janine Cummins. We've both got it sitting next to us because we're both reading it currently. And funnily enough, we both decided to get this book from the library because we were a bit dubious about supporting the author. There's a lot of controversy around her. We weren't super sure we wanted to spend money on the book and support her. Um, so we both put in holds at the library that took months to come in. Yeah. Like a really long time. And both of them arrived think- in the same week. 
Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I think I put mm. my hold on, in at the library in like April and it it only just came at the end of September. Yeah. And that it took me like a week to go get it because the library has such finicky hours right now um, for when you're allowed to pick things up just because um, obviously COVID is a thing. And so they only let like very specific times for you to put, pick up holds and you can't like browse all the libraries anymore. And um, yeah, so mine came in. Yeah, and I've been reading it. What What are your thoughts so far? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. So I'm not as far through the book as Cole is. I'm only like 65 pages in. I was reading a little bit this morning before we signed on to our call. Um, yeah, the it's hard for me to get past the fact, all, all the controversy around the book. Like I'm enjoying it. The writing style is not kind of what I would expect for the kind of story that it is and that it feels like kind of like reading Stephanie Meyer <laughs> back in the day with the Twilight books. I don't know. There's something about how it's written that is like a little bit, for lack of a better word, basic. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's very easy, approachable prose that like isn't um, flowery at all. It's very simple and easy to um, read. And it's also very fast paced because the entire story tells the story of this um, woman who is trying to flee Mexico um, and escape this drug cartel that is chasing after her with her son, basically. And yeah. so the nature of the story kind of makes it be quite fast paced. And um, yeah, it's very simple prose. So the contrast of that, like simplicity with such a very intense topic is I think what's maybe weeding me out a little bit. Like it's very easy to approach and read, but it is like a very intense thing to be reading yes. I don't know there's something weird and contrasting about that that's throwing me off a little bit but I am enjoying it like I'm powering through it it is very easy to read which I do appreciate I've had to read some slightly intense books over the last six months or so um so I appreciate having a slightly easier read in that regard so I'm not mad about mm -hmm. it but yeah it's been interesting yeah, I think for those of you that don't know about the controversy that surrounded it is um, basically a lot of people were upset that a white author got a like seven figure book deal to write a story that's not her own. And um, there's quite a few criticisms that there is quite a lot of stereotyping for uh, towards um, Mexican people in general and um, kind of just stereotyping the um, migrant experience in general. And yeah, there, there was like a lot of conversations being had on why um, Latina and Latino authors who are writing these from firsthand experiences aren't getting the same kind of book deals that a white woman who has absolutely no experience in this um, to write about it, you know, so, which I think is a justified thing. And I, I definitely can already kind of see why, especially if I, if I was Mexican, um, reading this, I like, there is certain language choices that she makes and the way that she kind of is writing the stories. And she's like throwing in all of these, um, like, like Mexican characteristics, like constantly trying to remind you that it's in Mexico and that she's done her research. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of reminds me, I read this book last year 
called Summer of 69. And one of my biggest issues with Summer of 69, the book that I read, was that the author was constantly trying to remind you on how it was based in 69. So it was like these constant character things and environmental things and having to mention every little detail that would bring that atmosphere to being in summer of 69 um, to the point that it almost took away from the plot. And I, I, I kind of noticed her doing that as well. It's like trying to prove that she's done her research, that she's constantly throwing things into the environment and the language that she chooses and everything that she does to remind you every, every kind of two seconds that this is in Mexico and that the main character is Mexican. Yeah, as I say, I haven't read too much of it yet, so I haven't been able to pick up on too much of all of this sort of thing, but I have noticed it a little bit um, so far because yeah. Cole is far further through the book than I am. I'm, I'm not that much farther. I'm only on like page 135. So. Oh, okay. So you're only like 70 ahead of me. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm, I'm still, I'm like past the quarter mark um, of the book. The book is just under 400 pages, but... Um, yeah, like, but the plot is, like you said before, it's, it's fascinating. It's gripping. It's, it's pushing you through the story very fast. So mm. I understand why people are, uh, really liking the book. It's, it's funny cause it's got very high ratings from some people. And then it's got like, because of the controversy, very low ratings. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, so far my thoughts, I'm, I'm interested to see where the story goes. I, and when it comes to like controversial books in general, I do think it's important to like acknowledge when authors do things that are controversial and then like making sure that you're you're not maybe financially supporting them and that you can still consume their art in a way that they don't monetary gain from it. Right. Buying it from a used bookstore so that at least people from used bookstores get money or li supporting your local library. Yeah. Which is why we decided to get it from the library, because we wanted to read it and see what everyone was talking about it, we wanted to have some context for the articles that we had read, the um, commentary online that we'd seen talking about the slightly problematic position that the author is in with this. Um, and we wanted to have the context for what was going on. So we wanted to read it. Um, and, you know, getting it from our local library was one of the best ways to do that. Get books from your library, people. Support the libraries. They're awesome. They're doing a very good thing. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Charlotte just dumped her water bottle all over her table. Oh, and on her things. Oh, no. Oops. This is... I'm just, we're, Charlotte and I are on FaceTime, by the way, and when we do these calls, because obviously we live on opposite ends of the world. So I just got to watch this all happen. <laughs> Hopefully I just- You good? Uh, I might've just killed my Wacom tablet, which is great. Oh no. <laughs> I just drenched it in water. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is this is not good. That's okay. It, honestly, mean, those things are pretty indestructible. Well, I'd I'd like to I'd like to hope so, but also I've noticed that it's not really been working with my computer recently anyway. So if I can't get it to work, then it dying is not the worst thing ever. Yeah, maybe it's just like the universe trying to tell you it's time to get a new one. No, it's um, the Wacom drivers won't work with the new Mac OS. Oh well, that's dumb. Well, that was dramatic. 
Yeah, I mean, I spill something on like this on my desk at least like once a year, so it was probably about time. I bet that looked super dramatic from your end though, because you would have just seen me like elbow this water out of the way. Yeah, and I just did. Go, <laughs> I watched the whole thing in slow motion. It was kind of funny. Hopefully my Wacom tablet's not dead. We yeah. shall see. <laughs> I mean, I can't even test it anyway because I can't get it working on my bloody computer. <laughs> anyway, well, I can't remember what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Neither can I. I think we'd more or less finished our discussion about American Dirt. I think basically yeah. we're both enjoying reading it. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I definitely have like some reservations. I don't think it's like a five-star book by any means, but... Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's gripping, but yeah, support your local libraries and don't give money to people who do controversial things. Yeah. The yeah. libraries will thank All you right. for it. <laughs> so what are you li currently listening to? That's our last one. Listening to is a little bit of a weird one for me this week because I haven't started anything new. I haven't found anything music wise that I'm particularly enjoying I'm in a bit of a rut in terms of listening to stuff um so what I will say is um I had a couple of episodes of the high low to catch up on because I was so obsessed with um watching uh, listening to simply podlogical which I talked about last week mm -hmm. um so I've listened to a couple of episodes of the high low this week which is probably one of my favorite podcasts ever um, if you haven't listened to it, it is wonderful <laughs> and very <laughs> successful for a very good reason. Um, yeah, that's basically it for me. There's nothing super interesting going on in the listening realm for me this week. Um, I feel like this is a little bit cheating because I've been listening to an audiobook, which is just really an excuse for me to talk about books more. But I that's have okay. started Stephen Fry's Mythos. And oh, yeah. it is um, basically his reencountments of the Greek myths and the start of the heroes and all that jazz. And it is so good. One, his voice is so soothing to listen to, um, but he's quite sarcastic and like such dry humor that he brings into the stories. And he just delivers these one liners Um while discussing the myths that like make it super fun to follow along with the audiobook is so long it's like 15 hours or something like that oh wow and so I've been yeah so I've just been listening to it in my car when I'm like driving to random places and I'm like the, through the first hour and a bit so far and yeah I'm really enjoying it yeah I love anything where Stephen Fry's voice is involved it's so soothing and so wonderful um yeah have you seen Dancing with the Birds or something, the documentary on Netflix. No, I have not. It is um, a really lovely documentary talking about like the mating rituals of some of these very beautiful birds that are, um, they, they like dance as part of the mating rituals and it's very gorgeous, but it's also like narrated by Stephen Fry. And I'm just like, the oh. whole thing is just so, so good. <laughs> it's made oh, better because Stephen out. Fry is involved. <laughs> Oh, I should go check. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my list on Netflix. Yeah, it's good. It's only an hour long, but it's a lot of fun. And the birds are just so gorgeous. They're beautiful, brightly colored. You wonder how they can exist with predators around. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something mm -hmm. that I'm listening to, too. Um, Sean Mendez just came out with a new song and it's kind of a bop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's called um, Wonder. And it's, it's quite good. Um, I've been enjoying it. So I've been listening to that in the car as well, if I'm not listening to the audiobook. Yeah, I have no new music. 
It's really starting yeah. to bug me. Like, I I always have, like, a go-to thing to put on music-wise when I'm in the car. And I currently have nothing of that much interest. And it's getting a little bit sad. I really want to get a record player. Mm, yeah, and, it's and fun. Yeah, I don't have one. And I think it'd be really cool and get, like, some of my favorite LPs and just be able to, like, listen to them when I'm at home working or, like hanging out with friends yeah um I've always grown up having one like dad always had one and then at a certain point my brother got one and he started collecting vinyl um but last year Zara's dad found a really cheap one at an op shop and it doesn't work perfectly but it's good enough for us to have in the flat and like put records on when we've got friends over or when we're all just hanging out or when someone's cooking or you know like it's just kind of fun it's nice yeah I have all yeah I have a selection of my favorite um albums down here my parents have one and my dad has like a huge massive um record collection so um Mm. but I would love to get my own just to kind of hang out and I don't need a lot of records like maybe like 10 that's probably Mm. all I would I I listen to the same things I'm such a bad like when it comes to music I'm such a creature of habit I have my like top like 20 favorite albums and like that's all I listen to at all times I just rotate between them I am a little bit like that like there are things that I will always come back to and always listen to a million times over yeah all right well should we get into the topic of today's conversation yeah well we kind of touched on where we were going to go with this episode last week um when we finished off the conversation about Coley and her YouTube channel um because we met because of her youtube channel and we thought that it would be kind of nice considering the whole premise of this podcast is um two friends who keep their relationship going via the internet who barely ever get to see each other um to talk about how we actually met because yeah Coley's like really yeah she's meant to come visit at the beginning of the year yeah i'm still super salty if i if corona guys if corona had hit a week later i literally would have been stuck in New Zealand and we probably maybe we'd still be hanging out you know maybe I would have just moved in with you guys (laughs) (laughs) just wouldn't have been able to get home but uh yeah yeah, I was supposed if the COVID literally hit like the day I was supposed to fly out to New Zealand like the border shut when I was supposed to fly out so yeah I know I'm sure we'll get to that down the end of the line too because there was a bunch going on with that it was gonna be so good anyway um oh wow yeah, we haven't seen each other in, what, three years now? Yeah, we haven't seen each other since the beginning of 2017, in person. Yeah, yeah in person. Um, we FaceTime a minimum once a week <laughs> for several yeah, hours. Yeah, we FaceTime all the time, which is basically, like, the number one way that we kind of maintain a friendship. We're also pretty lucky, like, people think that Vancouver and New Zealand would be uh, really far apart, but we're actually, like, our time difference is 21 hours so, which translates into three hours time difference during mm-hmm. half of the year of daylight savings. And like, but the most our time differences is like 19 hours, which translates to five hours um, just like the next day. And so it's, it's, our t- I feel like our time difference isn't that like hard because there's so many hours in the day that we're awake at the same time. Yeah. And like we're texting all day pretty much. Um most days it's a rare occasion that we don't text each other like at all during a day um yeah quite often like just a continual conversation going at most times um 
unless we're really busy, which happens because we have lives to live. We're not just sitting here waiting for the other one to call. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much constantly talking and it's a blessing that we became friends on the other side of the world from each other in a day where um, it's really easy to stay in touch with someone. So we have FaceTime, we have the ability to actually text, not just from like a random app like WhatsApp, but we can like use iMessage to text each other um, without like wrecking our data plans or like wrecking how much we have to spend on our phone bill. Like we're, we're quite lucky. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess we kind of have to start off with how we met. And I guess I kind of have to start the story really because I followed your YouTube channel. <laughs> so um, I've forgotten what year it was. Coley put this question in a quiz that she made for my friend group recently. And I've actually forgotten what year it was now. Do you remember? It, yeah, it was late 2014. Okay. So I discovered Coley's YouTube channel late 2014 when she was still doing beauty videos, she was doing the beauty route very, very long time ago. This is pre Europe trip, pre all of her traveling stuff. Um, Cause the Europe trip was really what kicked off all your travel content for you. Really? It was the first time you did yeah, a it? trip. I don't even wear makeup anymore. <laughs> no, I know. Me neither. <laughs> Barely ever. I have like an eyebrow gel, an eyeliner, a mascara, and like a tinted lip balm. That's more or less all I wear. And sunscreen. Always wear sunscreen. Um, especially if you live in New Zealand where you have no ozone layer and it will wreck your skin. Um, yeah, so I followed her way back in the day before she went to Europe. She started traveling and she stopped posting super regularly. But we would always have conversations in the comment section. So I would comment sort of quite long, quite... Um, thought out comments like I would actually have a conversation and put some information about what was going on in my life and like talk about what's going on in hers and we would interact in the comment section every time she posted a video and this went on for I would say probably a year before we started messaging on like Instagram or anything yeah so we'd have these really long conversations we'd start we started talking on Instagram maybe like a year later um but Probably like a lot of people listening who followed Coley very early on on her YouTube channel, I was waiting for pretty much every single video to come out very excitedly. Like every time it would pop up, I was just like, oh, Coley's posted a new video. That's really exciting. And it would go and comment. I started watching her basically because I thought she was just a really cool person. I was like, I really enjoy who she is as a human. So I actually really want to watch this content and engage with it. Um, and because of that, we ended up becoming friends, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah. And when she decided she was going to come down to New Zealand with her boyfriend, Jules, um, they were going to backpack down here for a couple of months. Um, I messaged her and I was like, you know, if you have any questions about New Zealand, if you have any like queries, anything weird that doesn't make sense to you that I can probably answer a question about, feel free to message me. Let me know. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. New Zealand's got some weird shit. Like, I'll help you out. <laughs> and then I asked you to go to for coffee with me. Yeah, which I wasn't brave enough to ask because, like, I, yeah. I fear rejection. <laughs> so I wasn't yeah. brave enough to ask you to do that. And you weren't really brave enough to ask me either. We found out later it was Jules no, who convinced you to do uh, it. it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, Julian was like, you should message her and ask her to hang out. Like, when are you ever going to meet her again? And she's weird. We can just leave. It's not the end of the world. And I was like, she was like, he, yeah, he was like, you talk to her all the time. And like, she's always commenting on videos and you guys message like, why not? You might as well just meet her. And I was like, that's a great point. Thank goodness for Jules. Yeah. And you know, like 
YouTube's interesting, right? Because I think also like the success of our friendship has opened the door for um, people who follow me thinking that like they'll also become my best friend. Mm. <laughs> um, and like, uh, yeah, where and they'll message me and they'll ask me if I want to hang out. They'll ask me if I want to go for coffee or whatever. And I think the the coolest part about like our friendship was like I like I was the one who reached out to you to yeah. hang out one, which I think is a huge um, step. But yeah, I also think that like our, our friendship grew so organically. It was something that like was a very slow process um, from like going from comments to like the random Instagram DMs to then um, like more Instagram DMs to me being like, oh, we should go for coffee. And then when we did went for coffee and like brunch or whatever, um, it was like I had known you my entire life. Mm. It was crazy. It was so easy. And we ended up staying there for three hours without realizing it had been three hours. <laughs> they were probably yeah, wishing we would just leave. <laughs> Yeah, I had to run to go get a flight. I was like, oh, crap, because <laughs> we were headed down to Christchurch afterwards. But yeah, we, we sat down and it was very it was like, yeah, very organic, not forced at all. And we just had so, so such a fun time and talked about work stuff, talked about what we were doing, talked about our travels. And I remember like leaving and Julian turning to me being like, I would have never guessed that this was the first time you guys met. Like it was like you guys had known each other for years. Yeah, it was really surreal and strange. And like the weirdest part to me was like waiting for you guys to turn up. And then this person that I'd watched on a screen for like two years, like appearing in front of me, I was like, oh my God, you're real. And oh my God, you're really tall. <laughs> I was just going to say, was I taller than you thought I was going to be? People well, like, don't realize how tall I am. I'm giant. I'm six feet. I, yeah, I knew that you were tall, but like I, it, it's not until you see it in person that you kind of like mm -hmm. put it into your brain. It's just like, oh, you're this much taller than I am. So yeah, if, yeah. yeah Cole's six foot. I'm five seven. Um, yeah. So she's she's got a good five inches on me. But yeah, it was, I wasn't expecting it. Well, like I, I knew it, but like I'd kind of forgotten until you turned up. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I was also so nervous. One of my biggest fears, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but one of my biggest fears with like the whole YouTube thing, I didn't mention this in the last um, episode either, is that I, that I would come across differently on camera than I do in person. Mm. And I was so scared that you would think that I'm not as cool in person. Oh, no, you come across almost exactly the same. I try. I try. Thank you. <laughs> Early YouTube might have been different. Early YouTube, I'd, I'd have to go back and watch those videos to even remember because it's been so long since I've seen any of them. Because um, everyone's early YouTube journey is always a little bit different to how they are in person because it's a weird thing to be filming yourself. Um, yeah, like I think people are a bit more shy and a bit more awkward with the process in the beginning yeah. stages for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but by the time that we met up, you were pretty much exactly the same as I expected you to be. Oh, well, that yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, clearly, away because, from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're still here. We are like four years later still talking. But yeah, we both walked away from it being like that was really, really nice. And like instantly added each other on Facebook back when we kind of used Facebook, not that either of us mm -hmm. really use it anymore. Um, 
And yeah, as she was traveling around New Zealand, I'd get random messages like, what is this bird that's like gangly and like running around on very, very long feet that are too skinny for its body? It was a pukeko, if you're wondering. Um, look it up. They're quite cute. They're very funny. They're very cute as babies because their legs are far too big for their bodies and they just look really unco and it's really cute. Um yeah, or just other little bits and pieces as they traveled around. And then we saw each other as you were on the way out again when you were trying to sell your mm-hmm. van um, for a few hours, which was really nice. Um, yeah, and then you left New Zealand and we've not seen each other in person since. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, I, it still blows my mind that, like, we it, just for, like, how close of friends we actually are, the fact that we've only actually seen each other in person once. Yeah, we've spent maybe a total of like six hours around each other in person, maybe, if that. Yeah, um, which we is probably have spent like thousands of hours on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, and in, in, in the three years since you've been to New Zealand, for sure. Because um, we didn't FaceTime until you were in Indonesia, right? You were on, you were doing... Malaysia. Oh, when you were in Malaysia doing track, yeah. Yeah, Um yeah, because we yeah you were doing it from a hammock while you're on your break day. That's right, um, yeah. and the reception was terrible. <laughs> the funniest thing too about Charlotte and I's friendship, which I I will never forget because it just seems so dumb now in in, in hindsight, is that we we didn't realize that we both had iPhones and could text. So, so for like a solid year after her and I met in person, we would Instagram message each other every day and we would like send each other videos. So we would be like, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm up to. Look at what I'm up to. And like all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And then it took like a year for, and it wasn't even either of us realized it. It was Julian that again was like, you guys both have iPhones, don't you? Why don't you just text? And we were like, oh my God we can text because we kind of that means we can call each other too (laughs) we kind of forgot that iMessage um was data-based rather than text message based (laughs) and we could add in iMessage addresses and do that rather than actually like physically text each other and it wouldn't cost us anything um like we'd called each other what did we call each other through before we were using FaceTime um I don't know Facebook Messenger maybe Maybe. I can't remember now. It's been too long. Yeah. But now we just use FaceTime because it turns up on both our computers and our phones. Yeah, we were just talking earlier about how we're both um, Apple whores. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We just all have Apple devices and how convenient it is that we can, like, text each other easily. And, like, we don't have to have a separate app for that. That's, like, another reason why I don't want to ever change from an iPhone is I like that I can text people and all my friends like around the world via iMessage and not Mm. ever have to worry about downloading like WhatsApp. Yeah. And like um, I can message or call you from my laptop or my phone or my desktop computer Mm -hmm. and like it'll just work. (laughs) We're being Apple junkies aside though. It's very convenient. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think another reason to like, that we became friends 
is so like organically and easily is also like you and I were going through like very similar life things at the same time. So like we finished uni at the same time. We were taking like, we have kind of similar career paths. We, um, yeah, we went through kind of like the similar stages of young 20 year old hood. Yeah, for sure. Which helps. And we have the same interests. Apple devices is one of them, obviously. But like we both (laughs) shoot photography and do film photography. We both have kind of similar hobbies. We, um, yeah, so we have, we're just, it was one of those things that just happened really organically. And I, and I feel like that's important to mention because there has been times where people have reached out to me like, like Charlotte and did, but, um, it hasn't been like organically built. It's more so like, um, sometimes people kind of bombarding me or like oversharing things when I don't really know them. But Mm. that's never really been the case with you and I. It's just been something that like started off smaller and then grew. Yeah. And it took quite a lot of time for it to get to where it was. Like it was maybe a year and a half or two years of us talking sort of idly in comment sections and on Instagram before we actually met up in person. Um, Yeah. It was quite a long time. You started following and commenting on my YouTube channel at the end of 2014 and we didn't meet Mm. in person and like until 2017 it was like march so that's, right yeah march uh no it would have been oh yeah no it would have been march yeah mm. and so that's that's like two solid years of time of us like her either charlotte replying to things she, charlotte also used to write the best comments on my videos by the way guys Aww. she was like so good at I it try. because she would watch what i was talking about and she would like pinpoint things that like um, happened during the videos or like that I talked about and she would relate them back to like what she was de- um, dealing with in university or like whatever and be like oh I relate to that so much and would always just give like the most thoughtful comments and so I always like I always enjoyed seeing comments from you I would always be like oh like it, it was like a name that I would look out for oh that's real cute <laughs> yeah I, I try <laughs> you were good at it so I think that also helped yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a lot that's gone into it. And, like, we didn't even start FaceTiming until, like, three years into knowing each other. Like, it wasn't, wasn't until maybe three or four months after we saw each other in person that we started video calling. Regularly, was, for sure. Yeah, and then it was that Christmas that you ended up going home early from your trip. Mm-hmm which you were a bit salty about, but you ended up being home before Christmas, which you weren't planning on being. Um, yeah. And you did Vlogmas. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Year. You hated it, but you did it. Um, yeah. And it was funny because that was when we were starting to send each other videos. We were using Instagram chat at that point. We sent each other videos all day. So I would get a, a, basically a preview of the vlog a day prior <laughs> because she would send all the videos to me. And then the day later, the vlog would come out. It's like, oh, I've seen all this already. Okay, cool. I'm still going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> but here it is. Um, and then it started evolving into FaceTiming more regularly and just texting rather than like sending each other videos all the time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I think the us meeting in person was like the catalyst that kind of snowballed it into us um, to what we are now, which is yeah, like you're like the the one person like 
in my life, like I, I tell you everything, like any, mm. anytime something exciting happens, you're the person I text. I, I mm. want to need something to talk about and like decompress what the fuck's going on with my business. You're the one that I call, like you're definitely mm. like this, this like fundamental rock now in my life, but it was something that like, yeah, it just grew. Yeah. And it, I don't know if it would have grown in the way that it had, if we hadn't met in person, I think I don't that, think that so. made I think it made a huge difference. I think that we both realized that we were so similar and that we got along yeah. so easily. Um and I don't know if we would have ever even figured that out just by FaceTiming. I don't know if we ever would have bit the bullet and FaceTimed. I wonder if we would have. No. I don't think I don't so. Think we would, I don't, but yeah. I don't think it would have ever happened if I didn't go to New Zealand and happen to meet up with you. Yeah. Thank goodness for Jules, eh? <laughs> I know. Imagine what my life would have been without you. Yeah, that would have been quite sad. But yeah, maintaining <laughs> a friendship is... <laughs> yeah, your life would be pathetic without me. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> wasn't quite how I meant that to come across. It was more of a thoughtful response. I was I trying to think of what I was going to say next, not really a comment on what you said. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, no, I, that was so good. But it's true. So I was, uh, oh. I'm just that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I'm like crying. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. <laughs> I know that's not how you meant it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> no, it's totally not how I meant it. Perfectly honestly, I was just trying to think of what I was going to say next and it just sort of came out of my mouth and it took me a second to realize. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. I think the, another thing too, though, is like we have very similar personality types. We've both done mm. the INFJT12 16 personality thing and mm. we have the same personality type. So yeah. I think and that helps a, too. It's quite a... Um, a more rare personality type from what I've read as well. It's like l slightly less common. That's what they say. They're, they're like, oh, only like 2% of the population is your personality type. But then when I go on like, and I talked about it on my Instagram stories, everyone who follows me is the same. And I don't know if that's just that I attract people who are like me. Yeah, probably. But I don't know if it's as rare as it likes to tell us. We're both, I what are we? INFJT, right? Yeah, we're INFJ, which is like the broad personality type. And then we've both kind of determined that we're probably the turbulent kind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it means like it, it, I, it means that we're both introverted and um, INF. I know like judgmental is one of them, uh, but like not judgmental, like we judge people, but judgmental, like we think a lot, basically. Mm -hmm. Which is very true. I think. Yeah, very, very, very true. I, I think I could get a gold like award medal for like overthinking. Was it the? Was it in um, the Midnight Library? The quote. It's just like you're overthinking this. It's like I have anxiety. It's the only thought process process I have available. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Oh, I such a good book. That. Everyone should read that book. <laughs> Everyone should read that book for sure. Um, yeah, Cole read it and told me that I had to go and buy it. She wanted to talk about it with somebody, so I did. Matt Hague, who being her favorite author, um, yeah, it's my favorite book by him. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite book by him. Um, though I've read fewer than you have, 
Um, but it's also one of my favorite books of the year. I really enjoyed it. It's very good. Yeah. Well, seeing as he's like one of my favorite authors of all time and, uh, and I, I, I like it. It's my favorite book by him. It means that it's trumped my previous favorite book of all time, which is The Humans, which means this is like basically I still like The Humans is still like really up there for me. But um, yeah, I would say it's like one of my, if not my favorite book I've ever read. Yeah, well, if any of you are longtime YouTube followers of Cole, then you will have seen the, like, my five, like, most, what is it? The five books you should really have to read or whatever oh video my God. it was. I, I, I really <clears throat> want to take that down. Because you don't agree with the list anymore? Yeah, I would take away, like, four of them. No, maybe, that's not true. Three of them. Maybe you should redo it. 2020 version. I th I, I've thought about this. I think what it would be interesting is doing a vlog where I reread them all. And oh, then yeah. I, I give my modern 2020 opinions on them. Yeah, I'd be into that because I... I think I bought a couple of the books in that video because you were like, these are really awesome books. I'm like, oh my God, I have to buy them. Coley said I should buy them. Um, <laughs> she's looking at me very strangely. But you you bought, <laughs> the two that you bought are still the ones that I would keep. Interesting. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember which ones I, I bought because I have so many books on my shelf that I haven't read. <laughs> I think it was The Humans and then uh, The Book of Negroes by Lawrence Hill. Right. right so Which you haven't read yet. No, I haven't. It's in the very, it's in the immediate TBR pile. It just keeps getting trumped by other things. Um, yeah. I didn't buy the humans until recently. I bought oh. it at Christmas time. Oh. Because I hadn't seen it in person anywhere. And I, I think I ordered the other ones from Book Depository, but I'm trying to not buy from Book Depository anymore. I'm trying to support local where I can. And actually the price point of local, Local bookstores has become really similar to Book Depository anyway, which wasn't the case yeah. prior, but is now more the case. So support your local, I think, is the, the only time there. I buy. The only time I buy on Book Depository is if I need a, or not need, but I want a very specific cover, which means I like the UK cover more than the one that's available in Canada. And Book Depository is the only place that delivers to me that will give me UK covers. But other than that, I, I, I have a book buying problem just like in general, but my, like one of my favorite things ever is to go to independent bookstores and I'm, this is a very privileged position I, and what I'm about to say, but I don't really care so much about the price of a book. Mm. And I am very fortunate that I am in a financial place that that is the possibility for me, but I would so much rather have that money go to um, some of my favorite um, independent bookstores here in the city that um, I absolutely love, that I have really good relationships with the book buyers where I can talk to them and I uh, know that they, what their opinions are um, and I trust their opinions versus like, yeah, I, I never, I would never buy a book on Amazon personally. Mm. Yeah. And I tend to frequent local bookstores, but also I um, love a good secondhand bookshop trip. <laughs> Like, yeah, secondhand bookshop. You can find you can find such cool gems for so cheap. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, we're on a we're on a complete tangent, by the way. I know. I honestly don't know how much of that I'm going to keep in. I may have to cut some of it out. <laughs> it's okay. I think you also have to remember that um, like 15 minutes of our recording time right now was um, you dropping a water bottle. <laughs> Oh, right. It wasn't yeah. that long, was it? Yeah, it was pretty long. 
<laughs> Crap. I mean, there's a lot of water on the floor. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine now. Like, I have yeah. the, I, it's like 32 ounces, which is a very random amount of milliliters. It's 946. That was full. It's now very almost empty. All of that that's, went on the floor. <laughs> that's like bigger than a 2 six. Like you could fit, you could fit more than a bottle of wine in that. A normal bottle of wine is seven fifty mil. Yeah, but you said nine hundred and something mil, didn't you? Yeah, nine forty six. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I saw what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could fit like you could fit like a bottle in a bit. Yeah, she's a, she's a beefy gal. That water bottle. Yeah, I try and drink at least two of them a day. I'm very bad at drinking water. So am I. This is why I'm trying really hard. I figured if I had a better water bottle that could fit ice cubes in the top that would keep the water cold that was more convenient to carry around because the handle is built into the lid it's so much easier to carry around i would drink more water and i have been proven right a little bit so far it has been it may be better at drinking water i'm just looking up above my computer right now and i've just seen the polaroid of the two of us you're the charlotte's the only picture of a person that i have at my desk by the way the Aww. only photos that we have together is we have one picture that julian took while we were at the cafe um the first time we met and then when we went for burgers the second time we met up um we took a Polaroid together. And so Charlotte's got one and I've got the other and the Polaroid sits above my thing. And it says here that it was the last time we saw each other was May 16th, 2017. It was uh, eight days after my birthday. <laughs> yeah. I've got the, I, I, that's one thing I love that I do. Like when I take Polaroids, when I'm traveling is I always date them and it's, it's nice, but yeah. Oh man. We look so young. Yeah, I know. The Jules took two of the same photo so that we could have one each. Um, yeah. My one is in a frame on the top of my bookshelf over to the left-hand side of me. Yeah, it's it's a cute photo. It's quite dark, actually. Though. Yeah, it was nighttime. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, like, I wish we um, I wish we had more photos. Well, we were going to solve that when you came to New Zealand at the beginning of the year, I but know. alas, you didn't get to come to New Zealand because of Miss Rona. I was going to do like, I thought we could do like one of those really cute, like BFF photo shoots with Sam and be like really cringy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, but, I was fully expecting it and it was going to be a uh, joyous time. Cause he was going to, he was going to love it. Oh, so sad. But it, it just been means so the next time I come that we'll have even more opportunity. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. We'll, the, the world will settle down at some point in the next few years and we'll be able to do it. God, next few years. Remember when we were talking about it, like when the whole thing, we were like, well, you know what? Like this thing will be over in a little while and then Charlotte can come at the end of summer and she can fly out to here and we can see each other and then I might be able to fly out in December and then we'll see each other twice this year instead. Yeah, fucking not anymore. <laughs> no, it's going to be a little while, I think. But yeah, I remember the beginning of the year and I don't think any of us could mentally handle the idea that it was going to potentially be like a long time. Like I couldn't mentally handle the fact that this was going to be on, going on to the end of the year, let alone like several years. And I don't think everyone thought it was going to go away in like six weeks. Yeah. Everyone was just like, we'll do a lockdown. It'll be all good. And I mean, to be fair, New Zealand got to zero cases. Like we were kind of all good, but the rest of the world was melting down. So it kind of just came back anyway. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's going to be with us for years. And it's like over the year as our like 
mentality has got slowly worn down further and further and further. I think the realization that it's going to be a couple of years is kind of like, yeah, that's just how it is now. I was watching this uh, video about the polio outbreak in Mm -hmm. the 50s, I want to say. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was the early 50s and how it lasted like a a few years. And um, what's crazy is that like they used to use these things called like iron lungs, which would help people breathe when they got polio because it was like a respiratory disease. And it would be this like chamber that they'd have to sit in that would change the pressure to be able to basically like do the work for the diaphragm to make it easier for people to breathe. And now in like. Like um, there's like five people who survived polio back when it happened in the 50s that are now back using iron lungs every day to be able to sleep because they um, even though they got over the disease at the time, it, um, it it did such damage to their respiratory muscles that like in their adult years, um, it became harder and harder, harder for them to breathe. And mm. that's what scares me the most about COVID is that yeah. even though people can get over it now, we have no idea what kind of like long term damage it would do to their lungs, like kind of like people who got polio. And it could be the same thing where like in like. I don't know, 40 years, someone who got polio at the age of, or sorry, not polio, COVID at the age of 25 is then needing to like use a respirator to sleep every night. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of medical professions have the opinion that it is going to be something quite similar in that regard, where it does like wreck your lungs and everything for a really long time. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think that you can deny that. It's like Trump might try, but... Oh, I don't think that there's any denying. Like you have um, pneumonia, and that wrecks your lungs. What you're laughing? It's a really bad time to laugh. I Why? saw this. I saw this video of Trump being like, "Seniors, I'm a senior. You might not have guessed it, but I'm a senior. And you know what, seniors, you're not vulnerable. But except for you, are vulnerable. And but you're not vulnerable. And like I got through this, so you can get through this. But you know, you are vulnerable to COVID." And it was like, it was so confusing. I watched it like three times. I'm like, I have no idea what he's actually saying. Is he trying to tell seniors that they are vulnerable for catching it or are they not? Like it was, it was really, yeah. He, he's, <sighs> yeah. Pick a side and stick with it, mate. It's like either be really stupid or put out useful information. Don't do both. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's just a, yeah. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. I don't know if I have yeah. the capacity to deal with the Trump of it all right now. I think that we're just very lucky that we've got Jacinda and we've got little old Trudeau over here who pay attention and things. My prime minister's wife got it right at the beginning. I forgot about that, actually. He didn't get yeah. it, though, did he? No, but he self-isolated for two weeks mm. and did all of his work from home and Um, I think he was just like asymptomatic, like he didn't show any symptoms. And so Mm. they, um, but yeah, his wife got it. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. And they managed to actually not go and do rallies while diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, or like shove yourself in a car with a bunch of, um, secret service agents who, and expose them so that you can wave at people while you're walking by. Mm. So our election is on Saturday. I don't know if I don't know if this is going to go out this week necessarily, so I might be dating this a little bit. But our election is on Saturday, and it's pretty oh. much like yeah, Jacinda's going to 
get it again. There's like pretty much no doubt about that. But like, what if, what if she didn't get it? It's just, it's a horrible thought. She like, she will, the opposition's leader is terrible. Um, <laughs> she's just a bit I, I of a horrible I, human being, but. I think I'm supposed to be voting next week. They announced our election, not for federal, by the way, guys, because Canada's a big country. We have provinces. It's for our provincial elections that are happening um, a year earlier than they're supposed to because they threw us into a, um, like a snap vote, um, basically, which is like, I'm so pissed off about it, but it's whatever. Basically, uh, they didn't tell us in enough time to be able to get um, like mail-in vote packages. So I applied for one, but I was too late. So I, I have to go vote in person. But to be fair, they're doing two full voting weekends. So um, we can vote all weekend next weekend, like like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then mm-hmm. the general election is the Saturday, the next day. So there's like a whole week of advanced voting and um, things. So it, it'll spread things out a bit for people and you'll be able to have more of a chance to vote. You don't just have to go for one day, but I'm yeah. voting next week too. Yeah. We, um, we had two weeks of advanced voting, I think, or just over two weeks of advanced voting. And I don't remember if that's longer than normal or whether that's what we normally do. I don't know whether they extended that out more because of COVID or whether, I can't remember what it was the last election cycle. So only three years ago, but I've got brain like a goldfish. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a weird sentence. How often, um, how, how often do you guys vote for your elections? Is it every four years or th- every three years? Every three. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It's quite good. It means if you've got a less good government, you can get them out faster. <laughs> I think we should probably wrap this up, hey, because we've kind of gone on a tangent about politics and and um, a bunch of other random stuff that has nothing to do with the fact that we're BFFs, but we are BFFs and that's how we met. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's general it. gist of how we became friends, how we maintain a friendship from other sides, uh, opposite sides of the world. Um, yeah, FaceTime, iMessage. Oh, I, I guess we never mentioned, like, I think the reason that our friendship is so successful, too, is like just the fact that we we give a shit. And so we like mm. we make a constant effort to make sure that we are staying up to date with each other. Yeah, we're checking in with each other, making sure each other's okay, making sure each other's days are going all right. Um, If we're not texting each other, it means that the other one's busy and just making sure that the other one is, like, surviving. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's constantly just, like, checking in and keeping communication up. And if we haven't FaceTimed in a little while, making sure we set some time aside for it and all those fun things. Yeah, I think it's so important when you are friends with someone like long distance that you just um, put in the effort to make sure that you constantly are like um, thinking of the other person, you know, like friendships take effort, especially when um, you don't get to hang out in person um, as much. So, yeah. And now we have the podcast to help give us yet another excuse to chat for a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is quite nice. So it's Thanksgiving for you today, yeah? So you're about to go off and start prepping all the food. <sighs> We're going to eat so much turkey. I'm so excited. I I'm love I'm kind of jealous because like a big feast day with a bunch of wine sounds really nice. It's so gloomy and yuck outside right now. It'd be a really good place yeah. to spend the day. I just bought two bottles of wine this morning. 
So whereas I'm, I'm excited for go, the day. Whereas I'm about to go down to a local cafe and meet up with my friend Megan and work for a bit, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm about to go and do some work. So not quite as nice a day as you're going to have, but a nice day nonetheless. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Internet Friends. Let us know um, what you guys want to hear next from us and we'll catch you guys on the next one. See ya. Bye.